Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics, the podcast devoted to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke. And I'm Jay. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, Sky High, Disney's family-friendly superhero film that was ahead of its time. The film stars Michael Angano, Danielle Panabaker, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Kelly Preston and Kurt Russell. This is your warning. We will be talking spoilers. Yeah, and this is like a a, for a great cast and uh, for names, especially now, like Daniel Pennebaker, you know, uh, Flash, nine seasons of The Flash. Yeah, Caitlin uh, Snow, yeah. also Killer Frost. This was yeah. her film debut. This was her very first film. But you're right. I mean, this does have a great cast. Michael... Yeah. Angano, like I watched him recently again in Forbidden Kingdom. Yeah, he was good in that. Jet Li, Jackie Chan, yeah, and he's good in this as Will Stronghold. I've got yeah. to ask. I mean, this is a Disney superhero film before Marvel. It's before all of yeah. that, and this is a family-friendly film. Did you watch this at the cinema? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's not what I thought your answer was going to be. Yeah. I also watched this at the cinema. I mean, this came out in 2005. So the same year that we got Batman Begins, same year that we got the Tim Story Fantastic Four film, not actually based on a comic book, but it was a film about superheroes. I was there. <laughs> I was at yeah. the cinema watching it. Yeah, same, because... It was a superhero thing. It was on the big screen. It had Kurt Russell. I mean, I was so, I was, yeah, you didn't need a lot more. Like, I would have watched it based on the superhero thing in the in the movies. But you had Kurt Russell, Bruce Campbell. You had, I mean, uh, Linda Carter. Like, I yeah. mean, there's there's so much happening. I mean, this is it's a family film. It's about kids. You know, they're going to school, but. Yeah, the the adult cast. I mean, having Bruce Campbell there, Kurt Russell, yeah, there was a lot of appeal. And so that's what got me to the movies to watch it. It's a good film. Like, it is a good film. And I've seen it a few times and I've watched it most recently for this with my youngish, she's four going on five. And we've both sat and enjoyed it. Like, there's... There is a lot to like. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who are younger than us who were at the right age when this came out and they all have a big soft spot for this film. You know, it's the right kind of uh, fun, friendly, you know, this, because it's not based on a pre-existing IP, you know, it, it goes a lot further because you're not, there was no, no preconception of like that's not what the commander is supposed to be like or, or whoever whatever character you get you pick out of this movie like it's the fact that it was original helps on a massive level that you wouldn't think and it was a disney film and it feels like a disney film in a good way it's yeah it, i'm actually shocked it's never been like a Disney TV series or they haven't gone and done anything more with it because it feels 
like something they could have easily translated into a like the, the, they've had a Disney Channel for since this movie existed. I mean, they have. I mean, according to actors who auditioned for various roles in the production, the main children's parts were to be contracted for not only a sequel, but also a possible TV series on Disney Channel. Yeah. So those conversations were had. But this is a film that is now streaming on Disney+. And if it was made today and they were going to greenlight a TV series spinoff, I mean, they've got the perfect place to, to air it. Did you know uh, this film was directed by Mike Mitchell, the director of Juice Bigelow, Male Gigolo, Rob Schneider. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's on Disney Plus. Or maybe yeah, it's just yeah. European Gigolo. But it, it was made under that banner that was technically Disney. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't know until I did the research for this. And I'm like, wait. They got Disney got a guy with who made a movie with that premise and title. Okay. (laughs) For a kid's movie. I mean, all right. (laughs) He also directed Surviving Christmas with Ban Affleck and James Gandolfini. So there you go. So there is other two film credits. The film was written by Paul Hernandez and Kim Possible creators Bob Schooley and Mark McCorkle. So I have not seen Kim Possible. I know it's got a big following animated series. They recently or fairly recently did a live action movie with Adam Goldberg from the Goldbergs. <laughs> I'm blanking on the actor's name, but I recognize him from the poster. But yeah, so they've got a director that's had successful movies, writers, I mean, the the approach that the director had, he said that Sky High functions on two premises. The adults are all insane and the girls are smarter than the boys. Therefore, all the adults portrayed in the film tend to be caricatured while the teenage girls are written as more assertive and powerful than the boys. So that's the inner workings there to the approach to the film. Yeah, it's funny because, like, I'm aware of Kim Possible's, like, massive status and uh, how much people love that. But even talking about, like, oh, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, I just remembered, like, wait, Disney did multiple children's movies written and directed by Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> like, so I guess it's not that strange. Uh, love a boy, Sharp Girl and Love a Boy is it? Shark I don't think boy and lava no. girl are they are they Disney? They're not available yeah. on Disney Plus. They're on Netflix. Are they Shark boy and lava girl, and they recently made um, "We Can Be Heroes." Is it "We Can Be Heroes"? That was the sequel series. Because the main actress, who is the kid of Shark boy and lava girl, plays Leia in Obi Wan. Ah, oh. uh, yeah, I. I could have sworn it feels like a disney product i've never seen spy kids on disney my youngest watched them on netflix and netflix are are making a new film with robert rodriguez beside the point yeah (laughs) over the years disney have made some films where you question really disney made this yeah um going on this movie 
have to bring him up because the name's great. His name is Warren Peace, but everyone pronounced it, pronounces it in the film as War and Peace. Uh, played by William Holden from The Expanse himself, Stephen Strait. And being such a big fan of The Expanse, every time I've done a rewatch of this recently, I've gone like, that's William Holden as an angsty, edgy, like teenage uh, superhero slash villain with firepowers. It's so jarring, but it makes me laugh every single time. I can't not see it. It's so funny. This but, is where I confess I've never seen The Expanse. So I only yeah. know this guy from Sky High. Yeah. Um, it is yeah, a great name, great. though. It is It is a, a really good name. I mean, even, like, you know, the main character, Will, Will Stronghold, son yeah. of the commander. And the whole thing with his character, he's going to superhero school and he's got no powers. And he's a... He's said to be a legacy hero. Like not many other kids attending the school have both parents be heroes. Yeah, and his grandfather as well. Yes, and see, his dad can. His dad's got super strength. His mom can fly. Honestly, like it never, it never gets. It's always silly. The beginning of the movie, they're going to fight the big robot, and Kelly Preston is just carrying. Just muscle. <laughs> it always looks ridiculous, but you yeah. know the, the the playing or the fighting as a as a team. But what happens with Will? He goes to school with no powers, ends up having both powers. I mean, this movie, you kind of know where it's going, but that's okay. It's a safe movie. It's a PG. It's a Disney film. There's not meant to be yeah. loads of twists and turns, although there kind of is some some twists. But for the most part. It is a predictable film. You know, you might recognize the actor. Is it um at the end when the school is falling? Yeah. And there's that married couple that come out. Yeah. That guy, he's the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. Who's is that it? guy? That's who it is. What's the actor's name? But it uh, it's not. I don't know. Is it is it Tom Kenny? Is it somebody? Who voices SpongeBob? But it, it's him, and apparently his wife, who were in that scene together. <laughs> That's so crazy. Because um, I do know. Yes, Tom Kenny. It is. He's uh, Tom Kenny. Jensen Ackles is a friend of his. So I saw him in an interview recently talking about the boys, but saying like his kids don't find anything like. Uh, any of the people he knows interesting, but he's like, but you're, I, I know the guy who does SpongeBob SquarePants, like, but you know, he goes, they've always had this thing of, they meet this person he knows, like Michael Rosenbaum, uh, who voices the flash and, you know, justice league unlimited and stuff. And they're like, they, they are already fans of that thing. They come around and the voice is coming out of a real person. They're mm-hmm. like, mm, nah, don't like go away yeah yeah but yeah also uh jim rash playing stitches like he's yeah 
He's great. He's he's chewing the scenery. I mean, he. he so... I mean, he's brilliant. I mean, in a good way. I think he always yeah. chews the scenery. He yeah. was amazing as the dean in Community. So I think that's good. most people's go-to. He is yeah. so recognisable that when it's revealed that he's not really her dad, is really this bad guy, looks like a evil jester. So like, yeah, we kind of yeah. got it because it's Jim Rash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, know. it's Jim Rash. Like, yeah, straight away. Uncle, uncle. <laughs> uh, Michael, uh, Michael Giacchino did the music for this. Oh, I know. Incredible. <laughs> and this would have been... Would it have been before? Oh, no, he'd have done The Incredibles first, wouldn't he? The Incredibles came out maybe a year before this, but it's before that he went on. I mean, he recently did The Batman, Jurassic World, Star Trek. Yes, I mean, the list just goes on and on, but here he is. (laughs) Here he is, Disney, doing, well, Thor is also Disney, but here he is doing Sky High. Yeah. yeah. His name really does jump out, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and straight away, you know, I'm listening to the music and I'm like, oh, they did such a great, such a great job. And then his name pops up in the credits. And I'm like, of course the music's good. Take up Michael Giacchino. Um, everything about this works. You have the powerless bus driver who's also a legacy ron wilson <laughs> ron wilson bus driver. Driver. <laughs> played by kevin heffernan from uh the uh broken lizard drunk broken lizard yeah yeah it's club dread super troopers all of them yeah 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 bolt yeah i i he, every time i see him i think of super troopers yeah, um, but although father. he does, <laughs> yes, he does end up falling into a vat of acid and getting his own superpowers. So he gets, yeah. he gets powers in the end. But I've always found the, again, even though I'm not sure what the budget was on this film, but there's some sequences that do look really good. Oh, here we go. I've got it in front of me. 35 million. That was the budget on this film. It went on to make 86.4 million. So there we go. Nice. The, the scene with the bus. He always yeah. looks great. Like he swaps caps. He's now wearing yeah. the sky high cap, and you know the thrusters come out the back of the back of the bus, and off it goes up into the air. Always like that. It's, it's a cool visual. Yeah, they uh, Val Morphin Val was it on Team America when things transformed. They took has this weird name for it, which I think. Uh, Valmorification, which I'm pretty sure is a riff on the uh, cinema advertiser. <laughs> I'm going to say but, it sounds right, but it, yeah, it yeah. It, uh, it looks good here. And we mentioned Danielle Panabaker already as Layla Williams. She goes full pause in Ivy, like when yeah, she's yeah. really cutting loose and she's showing you what she can do. So her whole thing is yeah. she's a pacifist who is able to animate and control plant life and then you, you yeah. hear early on that her mum can communicate with animals and they don't like being eaten so yeah they, <laughs> uh, so there yeah. you go also wears predominantly green has red hair of course i mean will stronghold <laughs> is wearing his dad's colors when he's in civilian yeah. clothing it's yeah you know it's like power rangers the green ranger tommy he always wears green jason wears yeah. red 
It's yeah, so War and Peace, Fire Powers, has flaming tattoos on his wrists. <laughs> exactly. It is not so Even though he's a t- teenager, like, how's he, like, how do you get tattooed? That's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Gwen Grayson. We find out that she's actually Royal Payne and the commander. Royal Payne was a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And she was de-aged and Jim Rash <laughs> grew up, pretended to be her father. Um, I, I'm blanking on his character name, but Jim Rash, he pretended yeah. to be the father and that was their ruse and the big setup and the twist of the film. It does have an actual twist. I mean, Will and Layla end up getting together, but for a time, Gwen is getting in between the two of them. War and yeah. Peace... Um, I do like the scenes with him, like when he's at school, after she spent that time with him where he works, and then all the yeah. other kids start sitting. He's like, what's happening? Like, what's, yeah. Why are you sitting here? Yeah, so they, yeah. And then you know, when they she's have... like, are you doing this to make him feel like crap? Yeah. Then I'm in. <laughs> That's <laughs> like it, yeah. So they do, they do have fun with that. When in the suit as Royal Payne, it is Mary Elizabeth Winstead, but when the voice gets deep and it no longer sounds like you, it's actually Patrick Warburton. Of course it is. Yeah, there you go. Who else do you get if you want a deep voice? Oh, you get Peter Serafinowicz. But you get one of the actors who played the tick. I was just going <laughs> to say, you get one of the ticks. Either either one will, will do. Uh, we've got other like supporting characters. We've got DJ Daniels as Ethan Bank. He's a sidekick. One of Will's friends who can melt into a puddle, which earned him the nickname Popsicle. Uh, yeah. We've got Kelly Vitz as Magenta Lewis, one of Will's friends who shapeshifts into a guinea pig. Only Anything a guinea pig. Else. <laughs> With purple highlights and streaks in her fur, so she looks or she yeah. resembles characteristics. Or Anyway, she's got the purple for when she's in human, yeah. human form. Dave Foley as Mr. Boy. Ah, that's previously right. was all American boy, like Will Stronghold's father's original sidekick. He's never ever mentioned, which I love. Yeah, but then you find out his name's actually John, John Boy. So whether yeah. that's an intentional Walton's joke, I don't know. I'm I'm guessing <laughs> yes. But there is that moment where you know the commander thanks him, and it's a it's a genuine moment we've got the score bullies jake sandvig as lash a skinny bully who has elasticity so mr fantastic he can stretch yeah. and will harris as speed an overweight bully at sky high who can run at extremely high speed there we go on oh, the principal principal powers linda carter the principal yeah. of sky high who has the power to change into a luminous energy form resembling a comet a catchphrase is comets away <laughs> you know originally her character was given gold bracelets to wear as a homage to her role as wonder woman in 75 warner brothers who owns the copyright to wonder woman did not want the bracelet shown in a Disney film. So they were removed from her wardrobe. 
But when the character... It is, because when the character exits the school's detention room at the end of the film, she ends with, what can I do? I'm not Wonder Woman. I mean, that's more of a reference than the gold bracelets. She's literally saying the character's Wonder Woman's reference, they don't own the, the copyright on gold bracelets. Yeah. But, I mean, you could put the two and two together, but so I, I can see where they're coming from. But her saying Wonder Woman is more of a reference anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so they weren't allowed to include the bracelets. We've got Clovis Leachman as Nurse Specs, her ability, yeah. X-ray eyes. But what I did not know, she also appeared in the new original Wonder Woman in 75 as Queen Hippolyta. She was the mother of Linda Carter's Wonder Woman. I had no idea ah, that was her. Right. I've seen her in various comedies over the years. Like, wasn't she in, was it Young Frankenstein, Mel Brooks? I yeah, think she's, yeah, yeah. she's in that, but I, I didn't know that she had also appeared in a superhero property before this one. Yeah. Um, or have to mention Zach, Zach attack, whose power is he can glow <laughs> yes. kind of weekly. Yeah. Uh, played yeah. By Nicholas Braun, who plays of, of Greg from succession. I'm like, that's cousin Greg. <laughs> like, I don't, but he's a child, a tall, lanky child, like far taller than everyone else. <laughs> but, but it's yeah. pretty, I mean, he really does glow. It reminded yeah. me a little bit of Kel Mitchell, Mystery Man. It could turn yeah. invisible, but only when nobody's looking. And he's like, I can glow, but as long as we turn the lights off. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. which is honest, like, like, and you don't need him to glow when there's plenty of light, but just like one of those glow in the dark things. And he even has the same green hue. Like, you need. You need it to be dark, otherwise you don't notice at all. It's like, hey, check it out. He really does glow. <laughs> so everybody's power comes in useful at least once. Everybody yeah. gets their moment in this movie because, hey, it's a Disney family movie. Everybody yeah. gets their moment. The tryout scene in the gym with Bruce Campbell as Coach Boomer is great. Yeah. Car. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so good seeing Bruce Campbell in this. I mean, again, the cast, we've got the actor that plays Snake Plissken. We've got the actor that plays Ash Williams. We've got Wonder Woman. Like, There's so many people in this movie. But, yeah, he um, he's great. Like, we always get a good performance out of Bruce Campbell. It's really good seeing, seeing him here. You know, at the beginning of the movie, the commander says there will be big trouble. Did you think big trouble in little China? Yeah. Every time I watch it, I, th- <laughs> I think it, ah, oh, so good. Of course, Russell starred in big trouble, in little China in 86, having Kurt Russell as a superhero. I mean, it's not going to happen again. Is it? Th- this is it. This movie uh, is where you will see him as a superhero. Or am I completely forgetting something? You made a noise there. There you go. Guardians of the Galaxy oh, too. Yeah, but he's okay. Yes, he did a Marvel film, but yeah. not as a superhero though. Yeah, no. okay. that noise was warranted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he was but, of the living planet. Yeah, I mean, because I get, and his son does play U.S. agent. 
That is true. Wyatt Russell. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he. Uh, it's a shame because, you know, if his career was where it was in the mid eighties, uh, where it, uh, but that was now, one hundred percent. You grab him for a superhero role. Um, I, I've always loved Kurt Russell. Yeah, he's very much playing Superman, even as a spit curl. But his alter ego, they're just they're really good real estate agents. They 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 make they. You know, in, great a, in a deleted scene, it is revealed that Steve was a reporter who seeks to change his career before becoming a real estate agent. So there you go. It was actually in the movie, but they deleted that scene. I was going to say before, Big Trouble in Little China. I absolutely love that film. But then, you know, whether it's Escape from New York, The Thing. I mean, he has made so many good films over the years. Stargate. Oh. Yeah, Stargate, another one. But that's why it is good in this movie. We see him flying. Well, not flying, but being carried by Kelly Preston. <laughs> he's got the cape and he's punching things hard. And he's got a Adam West style cave with a pole under the house oh yeah yeah, yeah. The, oh, that's my pole son yeah you, you, can, use <laughs> you can use your mother's <laughs> yeah, that's good kelly preston as uh Jetstream, yeah. will's mother and she is a successful real estate agent Jetstream, she uses the power of supersonic flight and she's also touted as being an expert in hand-to-hand combat there yeah. also She's about the science. She's or her part of the uh, the secret sanctum is she has all the science stuff. She's like Batman, uh, but yeah, you don't get it. You don't get to see it. But I'm assuming that's why Will is good at uh, superhero support studies. <laughs> right? Yeah, because of because his of mother. his mom. I mean, his, looking at his powers, like you know his. A combination of mum and dad so yeah. that um, that makes sense um kevin mcdonald as professor medulla with the big head with the big yeah, head mastermind yes <laughs> <laughs> the mad science teacher with a hyper advanced and oversized brain which grants him advanced intelligence creativity and a multitude of genius level skills so McDonald, along with Dave Foley, both from Kids in the Hall. Yeah. Which has come back recently. So there you go. Again, like the cast of this film. Very, very impressive. Because the style of film, we've mentioned Batman 66 already. The film does employ extensive usage of Dutch angles, which as a kid, I didn't even know what that was. It wasn't until like, you know, later years I realized it was uh, a filming technique. But yeah, they did a lot in Batman 66, and we get it here, which I guess it, it gives you that comic book feel. Yeah, it all it all works. It's everything they do on this, like the the only thing, but I don't know if it I'd, I could really mention as a negative is probably the costumes, but even they work in a weird sort of way. They work in the, they work in in this in this film. Yeah, yeah just like, because mm. I mean we have so many good costumes these days, whether it's on TV or in film. Uh, such high 
high quality. Are these are original original designs, or you're more speaking about the quality of how they? Well, how they these look. days, generally when it comes to superhero costumes, they're using a multitude of different materials. Uh, they there's usually somewhat of an athlete wear quality to them, whereas these look like the actors inside are sweating buckets. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you've mentioned that. Kurt Russell's suit had a cooling system, a tube where iced water circulated, but Kelly Preston's didn't because he was so tight. Yeah. So there you go. He had the bulkier suit and they were able to cool him down. Yeah. Makes sense. We talked about the score already. I've always liked the soundtrack, like the use of songs in this film, all composed of covers of songs from the 1980s, with exception of Just What I Needed, which was from 78. That was a Cars song. I Melt With You, originally by Modern English, is covered by Bowling for Soup. <laughs> so it's very mid-noughties, like the, yeah. the bands that they are using. But it's also like the, the bands that I was listening to at the time, Bowling for Soup, Sum 41, Blink-182. So a lot of those bands and you know the, the music, it worked for me. So there's, again, another thing that I was enjoying about yeah. this film. And because they're covers, it helps it be slightly timeless as well. Yes, it was. It felt very current, but yeah, yeah. timeless. Like it's and you, and you recognized it. So it wasn't like a new Bowling for Soup song that you were hearing for the first time. It's like, oh, I melt with you. I know this song. Yeah. So I think we're there. I think we've arrived at the ratings. If you're going to rate this movie out of five, you know, I'm going to come in maybe not sky high, but definitely mm-hmm. high. Uh, Four out of five for me. This, I don't know. I don't think it's just nostalgia. This movie just works like exactly at what it's trying to do. Uh, it's so fun. Uh, it's, I think it's only an hour and 49 minutes runtime. Yep. So it's About quick. That. It doesn't drag anywhere. Everything moves like wonderfully. It's, lighthearted the cast is amazing the music's great like i i i never at any point of any of my viewings of this movie want like look check my watch i'm always just there it's it just works and again like disney where's my disney plus sky heist tv series (laughs) give me yeah yeah well maybe this uh maybe this review will get people talking again (laughs) And yeah, how about Disney? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm the same. I mean, I said in the opening, didn't I, that this is a film that was ahead of its time, and I stand by that. It's got so much going for it. Yeah, we could talk about how great the casting is, but the story, I mean, whether you're a grown-up or a kid, like it's easy to follow and it's predictable, but that's okay. Because again, that's the kind of movie that it is. But you know, the facts that they're bringing in Linda Carter as the principal, the score, like there is, I mean, this is a really, it's a good film. Like it yeah. is a good film. I've seen it quite a few times now. Yes, yeah, four, four out of five. 
it's it is a good film. It is a good film, and if people haven't seen it, then then they should. I mean, granted, we've spoiled it because we've just basically talked about what what happens in the film, but <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun, and it's Kurt Russell as a superhero. I mean, come on, if you've not seen it, it's worth watching for that alone. Absolutely. Well, that's it for our episode all about Sky High. If you'd like to contact us about this episode or give uh, suggest a topic for an upcoming episode. You can find us on Facebook as Sounds Like Comics Podcast. You've been listening to Luke and Jay, the guys from Sounds Like Comics. See you soon. <laughs>